Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. Welcome to the Soul Evolution Center show on Blog Talk Radio and also on my channel, Soul Evolution Center, on YouTube. This is a show that I have on uh, most Fridays, and I share various metaphysical and spiritual information here for your well-being and growth. My name is Katie Simone. I'm an advanced channeler of light beings. I'm also founder of Soul Evolution Center in South Florida, and its mission is to help you evolve into your best life. Um, uh, In the past few uh, episodes of the Soul Evolution Center show, I've been sharing some of my experiences with uh, out-of-bodies. I I feel guided to do this, to share the information that I have learned, um, that I have experienced. So if you are experiencing um, such phenomena during uh, your sleep state, um, you can better manage and navigate through it. Um, Ever since my spiritual awakening in 2009, I developed the ability to have lucid dreams. And what that means is that uh, more often than not, I usually remember a segment or more than a segment of my dreams upon waking up. And my dream time changed entirely after my spiritual awakening in 2009. If you go onto my website, soulevolutioncenter.com, under Meet Katie, you can read about some of my experiences with my spiritual awakening and I've also talked about spiritual awakening in the earlier episodes of the Soul Evolution Center show and you can download these earlier episodes uh, 24-7 at your convenience for free so please refer to those earlier episodes they're also available on iTunes as podcasts so please if it's more convenient for you you can uh, listen to these uh, through uh, itunes podcasts as well just search for the soul evolution center show um, to subscribe to these free podcasts and so uh, what i began to realize in 2009 when i began to look out into the world differently with different vision and different understandings and realizations not only about me but the people that i interact with i realized that uh, we are all spiritual beings having a physical existence for our continued spiritual evolution. We are all evolving beings. And that's why I named my center Soul Evolution Center, um, to bring that point across that our journey here on Earth, on this physical plane, is one of growth, learning, observation, uh, and also to participate and have fun and joy. It's not, all, it's not all serious, and the universe wants us to enjoy our time here on Earth as much as we can and to remember to have gratitude also. And so um, I developed a lucid dreaming, and there are various techniques um, that you can uh, practice in order to remember your dream time. Most of my out-of-bodies occur during my altered state of consciousness, um, during my sleep state. 
that is the prime time for me. And usually they occur between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the early morning, but not necessarily so as I'm going to share my out-of-body experiences today where they occurred more in the middle of the night. A key principle to understand out-of-bodies and your dream time is to know that we are multidimensional beings. I, I shared we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual energetic beings having this existence here on earth to evolve, but we're also multidimensional. And what that means is that we can exist and we do exist, everyone does, on multiple levels of existence. And uh, that means that we have past lives, concurrent lives, and, and future lives. And what, why, why aren't we not aware of this is because we have different levels of consciousness. And we work usually mainly through the, uh, the conscious level, which is what we see, hear, and feel with our physical senses. But there are many levels to our existence, including the unconscious or subconscious, which I'm sure you're familiar with. But in these other levels of consciousness, um, we experience our other lives. And this is, again, because we are spiritual beings um, and we are continue, continuing to grow and to evolve. And so we evolve even on different levels of existence. And I have experienced this firsthand multiple times in my dream states. In fact, I really don't like to use the word dream. Uh, I'm using it because it's conventional and it's acceptable more than out-of-body is. I'm hoping to make the term out-of-body more mainstream by sharing my own experiences to expand people's consciousness on this concept. But I don't, I don't consider dreams are just dreams. I feel by saying it in that way, referring to it in that way, we minim, minimize it and we don't give it the import that it's due. And what happens many times is during our dream state, we actually go to other alternate reality, experience other dimensional realities. And I have blogged about this uh, many times on my blog, which is part of my soulevolutioncenter.com website. And I also uh, share, share it here through the Soul Evolution Center show. And so our dream time, which to me is synonymous with our out-of-body, with having out-of-bodies, is when we go to these other dimensions and we experience, we can experience our concurrent lives. And, and all of us are doing this naturally during our sleep state um, when we go to bed every night. However, it's just that some of us, most of us, are not consciously aware or not lucid to recall the details of this. Many times people wake up and they can't recall details or they re uh, recall very fuzzy details. And it just happens because of my life purpose and my life destiny during this incarnation that I do uh, recall additional details, um, maybe more than the average person, because this is part of what I'm supposed to do um, on, on the earth during this time is to share this knowledge, to be a teacher, and uh, to, to explore these new dimensional realms. And when I mean dimensions, I mean these are planes of existence that uh, that exist on different levels of frequency. And, and these, these dimensions are actually within our spaces. 
But the thing is, we're not psychically acute or perceptive to notice these other dimensions within our own space. We, all these dimensions exist simultaneously. And when we are lucid, when we are walking around in our human life, um, uh, using our extra, our sensory perceptions, our physical perceptions, they are not acute enough to uh, sense these other dimensions. We need to be in a very relaxed state in order to uh, have this revealed to us. And that's why your sleep state or even a ty uh, types of meditation can induce this relaxed state where you can get a glimpse or perhaps visions or even lucid participations in these other dimensional realities. And so uh, that's the background. Um, I like to set it up uh, so that you understand um, where I'm coming from. And please refer to the earlier episodes for, for more concrete knowledge on this topic as well. I'm also a writer uh, for an online magazine, International Spiritualist Magazine, and I've written articles uh, on that platform about out-of-body as well. So please, please check out that free resource. And so I like to share my extraordinary out-of-body experiences, and I like to provide teaching tips and takeaways so that you can understand your own nature and so that you can understand how to navigate yourself if you encounter yourself in these situations. And I have had a spectrum of out-of-body experiences, and some of them have been darker and more challenging, and some of them have been so wondrous and amazing. Um, so I've really seen the gamut, and I feel that I've seen the gamut because I'm meant to share it. Uh, I've been hearing recently telepathically that I'm an explorer, that this dream time, this dreamland um, is really a new frontier, and there are some human beings like myself who are early risers, uh, who are becoming more adept and efficient about this in creating a knowledge basis to share with others so that we can help those that are about to experience these type of extraordinary uh, sleep state uh, phenomena and they, they'll, they'll not be overwhelmed or stressed. And so I had, uh, an, ex had a, an extraordinary series of out-of-bodies. Some people may refer to it as dreams. But the, uh, the first one occurred uh, a little bit after 12, a little bit before, oh, excuse me, a little bit after 12.22 a.m. in the morning. I know this because I, w I had fallen asleep early the previous night, and I share this as background so you can understand how out-of-bodies can happen and transpire. I had fallen asleep um, earlier in the evening, and I woke up at 12.22, and I, I checked the digital clock on my nightstand. And um, usually when I, I felt more fully awake, and usually when I do that, I, I uh, state and repeat positive affirmations. Uh, I ask for healing, healings on myself for my spiritual healing team. I use it to do energy and spiritual work, work because I realize I'm in a relaxed state. So any type of telepathic communication I have during this time is probably going to be relayed more efficiently to the beings that I request. So that's what I did. And I only did that for about um, 15 minutes or so. And I actually started reading a book um, that I have from my own personal library about astrology. And I read that for about 15 minutes. And then I fell back to sleep. And 
And so this is the dream, the dream that I rem can recall lucidly immediately after this time period. I became lucid and I was in my uh, child, my actually my teenage home on back of the Northeast. And know that during your out of bodies, they may, uh, you may experience them from a very known uh, landscape. Uh, for me, I've experienced many of my out of bodies in my former childhood or teenage homes. And I feel this is done as a form of security and stability. So I was in the kitchen of my childhood, of my teenage home, and a being was there. Let's just say there was a human being in my kitchen that I didn't know. He was not familiar to me. But because I've had these situations so often, I immediately knew I had some sort of visitor. Or you can say I had a, a spiritual traveler in my kitchen. And so I've had enough of these experiences where I don't uh, get overwhelmed or freak out. Uh, now I've learned to welcome them and to be hospitable, uh, that they're there for a reason. And so I welcome them as a guest, as almost as an invited guest. And I, and I knew because I'm lucid enough, and I've had so many of these experiences to recognize this interaction as such. And then, so I was in the kitchen and there was, a, uh, there was a male being there, a male human being, and, we're, and I just welcomed him. And then I, I, I did this thing where I turned my vision and I looked behind me and there was another visitor. Um, it was a, a black man dressed up in a military uniform. And I knew that he had been uh, he had served in the military and served honorably, which is why he presented himself in a military uniform. And again, he's not familiar to me. So now I realize I had two, two, two guests in my, uh, in my home. And again, I'm still keep, keeping my calm. And I don't sense, not that I even try to sense that there was anything too unusual. And I didn't sense that they were there, uh, they were dangerous. And then, uh, before you know it, more and more human beings start to appear in, in my kitchen and in my living room. And now um, they're, they're women, um, and I understand exactly what's going on. And, and I haven't had this type of experience since probably uh, 2013. And so what I did is I went to my mother's bedroom and there were perhaps 10 or 15 people there, all ages and even uh, a, a little girl. And I knew it was some sort of intentional gathering. And I knew that these human beings were people that were probably had existed on the human plane and had passed and now were in spirit. So I, I knew that they were from the spiritual realm because I've had these type of interactions before. And when you interact with, with beings from the spiritual realm, it usually occurs on a level that is very close to the earthly dimension. What I mean is it's not in a, like in a very, very scape, magical landscape. And this landscape was the setting for this out of body was my, my teenage home. So it was a, it was a home an abode that was very close to the earthly level. And that's where these astral beings, they're also known as these spiritual beings, usually they exist on that dimensional frequency, okay? And I knew this in this out of body. 
um, having had so many prior experiences. And my daughter was there. I have a daughter uh, in real life, but she's older, a young adult. But in this dream, she was, or in the side of body, she was perhaps only five or six years old. And that happens commonly too in out of bodies, where you have loved ones with you, but they may appear differently. They may look physically different. They may be at a different, in a different age. And usually for me, it's been shown that my daughter is younger, a uh, toddler. And I know this, and, and usually I am, again, her, still her, her parent, her mother. And, um, and so my daughter was there as a toddler, and there was a woman standing next to us. And she had a young daughter who was perhaps eight or nine years old. And I asked her what her name was, and she said this beautiful name. It was a very unusual, unique name like Zerestria or something like that. I wasn't lucid enough to recall it, but it was an amazing name. And I said to her, wow, that's a beautiful name. And then I wanted to introduce this young girl to my young daughter, hoping they'd be friends and hit it off. And then her mother, who's standing next to me, said to me, you have done a wonderful job raising your daughter. And she said that twice. So I feel that she was a spiritual being, uh, there to give me validation affirmation that I did a good job raising my daughter. Not that I question that, but nevertheless, it's always nice, nice to hear that, to hear that praise and positive uh, criticism. And so I feel that that was one of the purposes of this interaction for me to hear that I had been a good parent to my daughter. And then um, my husband was there, um, and he did this thing where he closed the bedroom door. And I was a little, I noticed that, and I wondered why he did that. But looking back at it, I feel like he wanted to keep the space confined and not let any other beings into the space. It was a symbolic gesture. Because I've noticed in my earlier Hada bodies in 2009 and two, through 2013, or sometimes when you're dealing with the astral level, the spiritual realm, um, it's like when they know that your house is open, when you know that you're lucid, you will get many, many visitors all at one time. I've had 40 or 50 um, beings in my, in my living space in another dimensional frequency, and they just come, come to hang out, to relax, to socialize. So I had my, a feeling that my husband closed the door as a symbolic gesture that this, this was it. The beings that were there uh, were at the maximum limit, and that's all that was needed and necessary. And there was a man, and he was unfamiliar to me, but he was smiling, and he was thin, and he had a mustache, um, short hair. He was perhaps average male height. And someone mentioned something about his wife, and he said, well, she's right here. And I look, and laying in my mother's bed, because we were in my mother's bedroom, was a woman. And she had a very young-looking face and short, short hair. And her skin was kind of pulled back tight. And to be honest with you, I thought that she perhaps maybe had a facelift or something like that, because um, that's the look she had. And she was laying in the bed, and... Her neck was at a very odd, odd position. It was almost tilted like this, um, like an inverted letter L. 
And I noticed that, and I knew that she was sick. And that there was something wrong with her. She had serious malady because of the angle of her neck. And then I looked at her head, and she seemed to have two, what I would say, Reiki symbols on her head. There weren't any ones that I recognized. I'm a Reiki master, and I teach Reiki certification courses. But they look like Asi Asian characters on her head, two of them um, drawn in black, uh, in Asian calligraphy. And I was wondering if perhaps she had inscribed on herself some type of healing symbols, because that's what we, well, you, learn, you are taught in Reiki, healing symbols. But they weren't any th that I recognized. And, and this woman, I could tell, she was not... She was not 100%, and I felt sad for her, and I wanted to help her. And she had, she said something where she kind of let out a cry or a type of wail, like she was so upset and frustrated that she's not feeling well. That, that type of sound she emitted. So I was going to ask her, do you want me to send you Reiki? It was, I was thinking, maybe I should do Reiki on her, I should send her Reiki. Help, help, her, help her in some way, try to comfort her energetically. And I was thinking that, but I, I don't know why I didn't pose, pose that question to her verbally, but it was on my mind. And I realized when I looked at her face and I saw her for the first time lying there in my mother's bed with her neck at a funny angle, that I had known her. I recognized her. I had some sort of memory recall on another level. And that's one of my teaching tips uh, with this sharing. It's, sometimes you're in an out-of-body, in, in a different dimension, interacting with different beings, and you will have memories and recall about that dimension, that person, your experience. It's just like you do in real life. So that's a unique aspect and element. And that, to me, shows that we are indeed existing on many different levels, whether we are conscious of it or not. So when I looked at this woman's face, she looked familiar to me, and I had a memory that her face had been one of a series of faces I had been shown. It was almost like I was seeing a photo montage of different faces, and I really noticed her face, and now she was in my mother's bedroom. Um, so I had some sort of familiarity with her. And... Um, also what was in the bedroom and this is where it gets a little unusual you can say and this is where people would some people would say your your imagination is just making all this up you have a vivid imagination and this is all just pure fantasy but I have to be honest with you when you're experiencing these type of interactions on these planes it is very real to you, especially when you have lucid recall. It is like an actual real life interaction. And you will know when you have your own experiences and perhaps you have had some, that these are different types of experiences and interactions. And so I notice across um, the wall of one of my, mo bedroom, my mother's bedroom walls, which it was a huge presentation screen. You can say it was a huge, a modern TV, you know, the kind that are very thin, um, and it took up almost the whole wall. And there was a sort of channel playing, and there was a young woman, she was in her 20s, she was like a newscaster, and she was talking on the screen. 
And um, there was like a cityscape behind her and she would point and she would talk and she would demonstrate. And it was all playing in the background. And I noticed this and I said, wow, it's like we have this huge TV, uh, TV here and there's this woman sharing information on the TV. But I, because there was so much ambient noise around me with all the other beings that I couldn't hear what she was saying. But I just noticed that happened. And that does happen, especially on uh, the astral level, the next dimensional reality next to earthly plane. There seems to be uh, these presentations or TV screens that appear out of nowhere. And um, this is not the first time I have seen such a device, okay? Um, and so I, I just noted that, observed it, and was watch, watching it from across, uh, across the room. And then all of a sudden, I can tell that uh, it started raining outside. I have to be honest with you, it could have been the rain from my actual physical bedroom space because it had been raining on and off all night. And so maybe that carried over into this uh, out-of-body area. And so it was raining, and it was raining really, really hard. And when I looked at the scene in front of me in my mother's bedroom scene, it was almost like it was raining so hard that I could see the rain pelleting through the people that I was with, like through their bodies. It did something like create some static, um, like you would see on a TV where there's static when you don't have clear reception, it gets a little fuzzy. And I noticed that, I noticed this was going on. And uh, on, the, on the tip of my tongue, I was going to ask those uh, beings that were with me, those human beings that I was interacting with, were they gonna have trouble going back home were they able to be able to find a portal to go through because of the rain i was going to ask them if the rain was going to be a detriment to their travels back because i knew that they were just visiting me for a while here and that they would have to go back and so i, I had uh, i was curious because i do like to learn and, and present technical information and and try to get technical information about these other dimensional realities so that was on my mind to ask them if they were going to have trouble um, accessing a portal back to their uh, spiritual realm. But for, for again, for whatever reason, I didn't ask them. I just thought that. And then I had a woman and she asked me something. She said to me, are you going to renew your subscription? And I knew exactly what she was talking about because I had some level of memory recall on that dimension. And I knew that um, I have a spiritual practice that I, that I share about on the show. Um, I realized that I had um, a subscription, an advertising subscription, where I was promoting my spiritual services, and it had expired. And I made a decision that I wasn't going to renew it. So this woman says to me, are you going to renew your subscription? It's almost like she was a guide advising me to do that. And do you see how you have recall and knowledge of, of situations um, on your other dimensional realities? And so I realized she's a, she was a type of guy. And I said to her, oh, you, you really want me to renew the subscription? And, and that was probably another purpose as to why some of these beings were there. Um, they're, they're my, my uh, spiritual guides. And she goes, yes. She goes, I do want you to, you to do it. And um, I said to her, I know, because I received a telepathic message from you to renew my subscription. So on this dimensional reality, I was even receiving telepathic information there as I do here on the earthly plane. I receive a lot of information telepathically. 
um, in my own thought voice. And so, and I asked, and I was, because I'm curious and I want to learn and, and get technical information, I asked the spirit guide, the female spirit guide, how do, you send, how do you send me information? How do you guide me from afar? How do you do it? Is it just from your thoughts? Do you just think? And then you do this thing where you send what you're thinking to the human being so that they receive it clearly. And she said, um, she says, yes, that's what I do. <laughs> she sends her thoughts to her charge, which would be me, to you know, guide them on their life path. And then she said something funny. She said something like, well, I just, I just took your name from a phone book or there was a phone book, something like a huge phone book. And I wasn't lucid enough to recall it. And I couldn't make, make sense of it. And that does happen during your out-of-bodies. You may have moments of clarity, lucidity, and then there's sometimes there seems to be communication challenges. So that's, that's what happened there. And so, uh, and then suddenly that out of body just broke. And when I woke up in bed, I was, I immediately knew that this was a very special group interaction I had with the spiritual realm that was set in my teenage home. And I was very thankful and appreciative for it um, because it's just so unique and out of the ordinary. And I also reminded myself that I haven't had an, a group interaction like that in a, in a few years, I believe since like 2013, where my, my uh, out-of-body time changed to different platforms. So that was uh, the unique aspect of this out-of-body. So the, these, uh, these are the takeaways I'd like to remind you again of, that you could have an out-of-body in a, set, a familiar setting, and that, and that uh, for me was my teenage childhood home, um, that there may be many beings that come and visit you in that setting, and actually some of them may be acting as your guides. And there may also be an opportunity for you to help them. Like I feel that um, with this woman that was lying in the bed um, who had neck problems, that in maybe some way on some level I did help, help her because I had the thought that I did want to help her and make her more comfortable. So sometimes you're serving as well. And um, so my advice to you would be that to use your intuition, if you find yourself in an out-of-body and all of a sudden many, many be beings start to appear, you have to use your sensitivity and tune into whether these are friendly interactions or are these going to be volatile, dangerous interactions. And because from the beginning of this out of body to the end of it, I never sensed I was in danger. I, I didn't have any fear. I uh, honored my intuition. I was able to interact calmly with, with these beings. And the other takeaway I want to bring uh, to your attention in this out of body is the presence of unique technology. These, and I, I'm actually telepathically hearing now as I'm sharing this, is that the spiritual realm does have this technology with, it, with these TV screens, these huge TV screens. So you might actually view and observe that. Uh, okay, so I hope that was helpful to you. That was one segment of my, uh, my, uh, my out-of-body times during um, December 4th. And then um, I had such, such a, I would say, a fertile, creative uh, adventures 
And another uh, adventure, uh, out-of-body adventure I want to share with you because I feel that there's some important points to make is uh, this is when I became lucid and I was actually in a dimensional scape in a, uh, like an interior building that wasn't familiar at all. So this is different from the initial sequence. And, um, but I wasn't lucid enough to question that. So I'm in an unfamiliar interior space, uh, perhaps a living room or a bedroom. And I realized that um, I had been given a baby lamb or my daughter, my young daughter had received a baby lamb as like a pet, as a gift. And so uh, there was a cage and the baby lamb was in the cage. It was like a dog cage that you use when um, to train dogs in. And the baby lamb was in the cage. And I looked in, inside the cage and I can tell the baby lamb was not happy. She appeared to be very sad and despondent. And she also had um, ribbons in her hair. And so I start talking to her and I say to her, oh, you look very sad, are you sad? And um, the lamb, she does this thing, she nods her head. And I say, well, you don't wanna be in there, do you? And she does this. So it's like she's communicating with me with her head movements. And so I realize she's a, a very intelligent. And um, I realized she had been in this uh, wire cage for a bit of time and that it was important for, for us to take her out, for her to get some fresh air. And so I said to my daughter, I said, we need to you know, take her outside for a while. She needs to get some fresh air. You know, you can't keep her inside cooped up like this. It's not, it's not ethical. And um, so I take her out of the cage and I realized that in this dimensional reality that we have a dog run outside. Okay, but the dog run is kind of caged in, at least it's a space where animals can kind of move freely uh, within a confined area and be, at, be outside. And I realized the dog run had been overgrown, that it hadn't been used in a while. But I thought that maybe, maybe we'll just put the lamb out there and she could at least be in a confined area but outside. So that was my goal, is to take her outside and let her access the dog run. And then uh, the slam starts talking to me like a human being would. And I know this sounds like it's a fantasy, but I've had uh, other dreams or other out-of-bodies where the animals can communicate. And I have to be honest with you, what I feel is because um, this is all new, new types of interactions, communications, I feel that this lamb was some sort of dimensional animal and it was communicating to me on some level that I was able to understand fully. But in this out of body, my subconscious was interpreting it as a, a, a talking lamb. And so the lamb starts telling me uh, her worries and her woes, just like a human being would. And she says that she doesn't really want to be with a family that's going to spend part of the year here and part of the year in Florida, which is where, where I'm living currently. And she was also worried about living in Florida herself because she said it would be too hot for her and she would get an infection. So she's really a very analytical lamb and very expressive. And so my husband was with, with me in this uh, out of body. And as I shared, sometimes you do have family members that are with you to provide support, provide comfort. And I was wondering if my husband could hear her because in other out-of-bodies when animals communicate with me, I'm the only one that could hear them. 
and my husband can't hear them because I would ask him, can you hear what this animal is saying, what this cat is saying, what this and he'd say, no, I can't hear. So it shows to me that I have um, a unique ability in these out of bodies to receive information from different beings, whether they be animal, and the people around me are oblivious or are not able to receive that information. And to be honest with you, that's like the way it is on the, on the earthly plane. I, I shared that I'm an advanced channeler of light beings. I'm able to receive telepathic communications at times from beings that exist in other frequencies. And they talk to me and they share information because they want me to, to disseminate it to help people, provide uh, hope, love, and faith to people. And so that happens on the earthly plane too where I can hear a words, telepathic communications that people around me are not aware of. That's, and, and so this is what was happening on this dimensional reality in this out of body. The lamb was able to communicate with me directly and only me. And so this lamb begins to tell me that she knows of a man um, nearby and that he has many other sheep and that he'll take her in. So she already has her next um, owner in mind. And I said to her, yeah, I said, because it's probably better for you to be with your flock. And she said, yes. And so I had it in my mind that I was going to do that, that it wouldn't be mean to give her away. She's going to a better place. And then as she was telling me where she wanted to go, where she wanted to be placed, this another uh, animal materialized next to her, and it was a sort of cat, a dark cat, dark fur. But to be honest with you, this cat looked a little scary looking, it had big, big teeth. And I almost was in fear, but I realized that the lamb wasn't, wasn't in fear. And that, um, so I said, okay, well, I'm going to trust the lamb's judgment, even though this cat looked like a devil cat. And, and then she said to me, well, me and the, and the cat want to go to this other, other place. It'll be better for us. So I understood that and I respected that. And um, another person walked into the space that we were in. And this person I knew to be automatically my sister's husband. And this is my sister's husband in another dimensional reality. This was not my, the same husband that my sister has in real life. This guy looked different. Um, he was a well-built, stocky man and had short brown hair, English-speaking. And I knew in this dimensional reality that was my sister's husband. So do you see how sometimes, which is, this is another important teaching point, is when you're in these other dimensional realities and these out-of-bodies, there's different relationships than what you see in the earthly plane. So, do, so to, to be prepared, I've learned this because I've had these type of experiences before. And I said, oh, this is my sister's husband in this dimensional reality. And... Um, and I knew that he was reading this book that was called Be Considerate. That was the title of this book. And that was probably a message for me to, you know, remember to live my life and be considerate of myself and others. So he was reading this book called Be Considerate. And I had this knowingness of that. Somehow I had a download of information about that. And the lamb, when he walked into the room, the lamb says to me, He's reading a book called Be Considerate. She even knew that he was reading this book. So she, she was able to tune into him and had some sort of telepathic ability as well. 
And that's when I realized, wow, she's very receptive. <laughs> you know how animals are very intuitive and sensitive? She was that type of animal. And so um, next thing you know, I am in the front seat of the car with my, with my, uh, with my sister's husband. He's driving a car. And I am thinking to myself that this is my, my sister's husband in another reality. That's how lucid I am. And I'm just going with it. And, and I'm thinking about my sisters and my relationship on this other reality, having these type of memories. And, and so that was, those were the major points I wanted to bring up to you about this out-of-body segment that there could be uh, animals that communicate, can communicate to you directly. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's different rules, there's just, just different mores in these other dimensions. And so when you ha have an out-of-body, you really need to be open-minded and flexible and um, kind of go with the flow of that dimension. And um, I was lucid enough to do that and to handle it. And, um, and, you know, even on this earthly dimension, I'm being reminded telepathically to, to share this, that, you know, we can communicate with animals here as well. And I'm sure many of you do with your own pets. You can feel your pets and your pets can feel you. And you have some sort of bond, important bond. And you have some knowingnesses about what your pet wants and when it wants it. And um, you're, you're tuned in and bonded that way. So it's like that in these other dimensions. It could be like that in these other dimensional realities as well. So I'm showing you a, a sort of similarity. And I'm showing you also, I'm sharing that, that there are animals that are sentient beings in these other dimensions where um, they have feelings, um, just like they do in the earthly plane. So that's another uh, validation um, as well. And the other reason why I want to share this specific out-of-body with the lamb, with my sister's uh, husband, is that I want to present to you that there are different relationships in uh, out-of-bodies. And my sister had a different husband. And to be honest with you, I don't think she had her three uh, children that she has on the earthly plane. It was just her and her husband. And it was a different husband. And I myself have had out-of-bodies where I've met my own husbands and other dimensional realities. And um, I've had a different father. I've had different sisters. So again, the teaching here is to know that we are multidimensional and that we have many different lives that are going on concurrently and that in our dream state, in our altered state of consciousness, like our sleep state, we can experience vignettes have visions of our other alternate lives, okay? That's the big takeaway here. And when you, what is the import of that? Why would you want to have that? Well, for me, what it's done is it help sh has shifted me. It's made me realize that my lifetime here on earth is one of many. And I have so much reverence now for this whole evolutionary process because each lifetime, concurrent lifetime that you're in, is for your growth, learning, and development. So we're not only learning now, right here, when I'm talking to you, but also on these other concurrent lives. That's how much of an urge, of a desire, the soul has to evolve. So it's evolving on many, many levels. And to me, that's very, very humbling. And it just 
makes me want to evolve that much more quickly. What, what a primary motivating um, force that is, the force of evolution. And so how that has helped me is that in my day-to-day -day life on the earthly plane, when I encounter challenges, I always um, look at them as teaching moments. What can I learn from this? How can I grow? How can I evolve? What trait am I supposed to develop? Am I supposed to be more patient, more understanding, more um, flexible? So having these type of out-of-body experiences has helped me on such deep levels understand the nature of our existences. And um, that, that's just a huge, huge epiphany. So that has made me more relaxed. I understand people more better. I'm not so judgmental because I know everyone's evolving as well. So that has really um, brought and expanded my consciousness that has raised my vibration tremendously. And this is why I continue to uh, have these type of experiences. And, and, and um, in the month of November, as I shared on my earlier episode, uh, at 18, I feel that I crossed another threshold, that I broke through another barrier because my consciousness has been um, so expanded and now I'm having even more fantastic, more extraordinary out-of-body experiences. Permissions are have been granted to me, I'm hearing telepathically, because um, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm ready and because I'm also sharing it with the public freely, with generosity because i want to help people understand themselves and help move them along on their evolution as well um, the universe has really aligned and assimilated to give me a breath of experiences in my sleep state so that i can bring them back to impart to you so um, they support the universe supports me when they see how I'm sharing it with my uh, brothers and sisters. And so it's such a beautiful, beautiful mechanism. Um, I hope that you can feel and sense what I'm trying to impart. And um, feel free to share these uh, episodes with your loved ones because you might not be experiencing this yourself directly, lucidly, but maybe perhaps at the same point in the future you will be. And hopefully you will remember some of my words and my tips and my guidance so that you can stay stable and um, navigate through your auto body. But you know, you may, you may have no loved ones or your friends that may be experiencing these type of uh, phenomena in their dream state. And as each one of us evolves, as each one of us expands our consciousness to deeper and deeper levels of thought and knowingness, we are all going to be lucid dreamers. We're all going to be able to recall our auto bodies. Um, but you know, it's going it's to, it's a ripple effect and it's going to take some time. And the, for those people that are experiencing it now, it is important for those that can to share willingly uh, what they have learned um, to help their fellow human, human being. And so that's what I do. That is my purpose in sharing my experiences and I will continue to do so I'll continue to share the extraordinary experiences I've had um, and provide some teaching points 
if you've had any comments you want to make, please feel free to leave them on this episode. I would love to read them. Or if you've had similar experiences, I would love to hear them. They're always so fascinating um, uh, to, to share and to read and learn about. Okay, till our next time on Namaste. Blessings to you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.